Hello and welcome to the Big One Podcast. This is your host, B-Boy. I'm New Guy. Friggin' slid right in there. Oh man, you can introduce me if you want. No, it's too late. Okay. The time has passed. The moment has passed. (laughs) Uh, Well, New Guy's here. Uh Um, We're the Big One Podcast. We talk about all kinds of racing. We talk about NASCAR, mostly NASCAR, mostly Mm. whiners and NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, come follow us on Twitter at Podcast Big One. Check us out. Obviously, if you're checking us out, you're checking us out on either... Uh, Spotify or or iTunes or maybe Podgent, you know, you know doing a web play, yeah, or Google Play or Stitcher, you know, if you're a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. We just so, got uh, added to a new one. Oh, uh, no. I forget what it's called though. It's a really small one, so I already don't like it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of small ones, <laughs> going to a small track this week. That's but, our uh, but, that's our sister but, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. small one podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, hit us up on email if you want to be featured in an episode. Um, mm. Getting some good input. You uh, know, we uh, say during all of these episodes that we talk about racing other than NASCAR, and I only occasionally mention things related to Formula One, and usually it's in the context of ref- like relating Formula One back to NASCAR. But this yeah. week's Formula One race was spectacular. Oh, nice! So much fun. Uh, I would recommend to everyone that if you have any interest in Formula One go out there and watch it it was really good yeah i've been watching a lot of formula e and then i watch a lot of like uh, on replay i don't get to I don't yeah. watch it live or anything but then i watch uh like some dirt races and some mm. local short track stuff on youtube a lot yeah uh, but i never mention any of that racing action it's generally pretty good i should just start finding tweets for it and retweeting it a yeah. bit more from our account uh so those of you that follow us those of you that have thought about following us we do produce good content it's almost always about nascar Mm. uh i'll Mm -hmm. promise to add some more racing stuff in during the midweek um that way we're not you know silent so uh this week's episode is brought to you by gray's dairy uh gray's dairy at one point was one of the largest uh dairies in the eastern half of the united states um it's also the land on which bristol motor speedway was built wow from gray's dairy we got gray's thanks yeah, we got Grays, man. Man, that's really big for us. It is. Uh, yeah. You know, going to have the cow on the car this week. Finally. So really looking forward to it. Going to drink milk in Victory Lane like oh, I'm a, you know, yeah, Indy dude. car racer. Or yeah, something. man. Yeah. Do they, drink, do they drink milk for uh, the Brickyard 400? Or is uh, that just the Indy 500? I don't know. I, I always just remember them celebrating with champagne, so I don't want to okay, say that they cool. do. I think it is just uh, Indy 500. Maybe it's milk-flavored champagne. Maybe it is. It's the worst uh, combination anyone's ever thought of. You know, uh, you know. Before we get too far off track, I do want to say. Um, oh, that off track. Da- That's good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we're we're a racing podcast, and uh, this week, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about last week's race at Texas. Mm, what would you give this race? Uh, a to F. A to F. I was about uh, to say A to B, but that's a really narrow rate. For yeah. <laughs> Plus, I gave like a track of C at one point this year already. Uh-huh. Um, I'd actually, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it an A minus. I was so pleasantly surprised by this yeah. race, and uh, yeah, yeah. What, what about you? Yeah, I would agree. It was surprising. I mean, we were saying that this might be a really boring race, but it well, was I didn't quality. necessarily think it was gonna be boring. I just thought it was gonna be another one and a half. Mm. Uh, mile, which is generally only exciting because of the different strategies that people were employing, which mm-hmm. had tons of that going on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but also had just really good racing. So yeah, yeah it was it was, yeah. it was really great. This right is here. the this is like the track where this aero package has worked really well this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think what it took was finally going to a track that uh, was recently repaved, had had you know not cracks up and down it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cars could be trimmed out like fucking crazy, and it didn't matter. It just made the car super aerodynamic, able to race around each other. Um, yeah, and very very fast through those corners, man. Yeah, pretty fantastic. So, uh, speaking of fast, who had some strong performances this week? Well, uh, Daniel Suarez, I would say, was very impressive, uh, especially during qualifying. And don't worry, everyone, we'll we'll talk a bit more about qualifying later on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, he was the only person that I saw to really go out on the track and qualify on his own when everyone was just waiting for everyone else to go he just said screw this went out there made it all the way into quality three and his quality one and quality two times both came from single car runs so that team just had such a good setup very i think it was quality two was really cool because he actually pulled out and he did it in such a way that when he pulled out he he just took off he didn't even allow people to respond Mm. to him pulling out to allow yeah. them to like draft off of him and get Took a better time than him, he was just yeah. like, "No, I'm getting out there by myself. Like, yeah. screw all y'all." It was very cool. I thought it was it was cool. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so not a strong performance from the Penske uh, camp this Mm-mm. week. Uh, surprising, um, given given that they've always had strong performances at every single track so far this year. Yeah. Um, some random troubles to almost everyone. You know, um, I'm really curious what happened there because I think all three of their engines blew up. Am I correct? No, the twenty-two finish. Uh, okay, uh, he was he uh, was holding down the fort with a strong seventeenth place. Wow, move over. He did win stage one, so he got a he got a stage point out of it. And Blaney, I think, got a bunch of stage points out of it, like he normally does, before he blew up. Yeah, um, uh, but Blaney and the Blaney and Keselowski both blew up, though, right? Well, no, Kez Kez didn't blow up because he had. Uh, he had something oh fail God. on the what car because he sat on pit lane for a long time and they fixed it and he got back out there. Okay. But he okay. was tons of laps down. Yeah. Like yeah. at least 50 some laps down. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about how Pinsky is really good unless they make a bunch of mistakes. And uh, this is an example of them making a bunch of mistakes. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily driver mistakes, but like, uh, you know, team mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. It didn't tighten that nut enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so uh, other strong performances, uh, obviously Stuart Haas, second week in a row, which they had all four cars in the top ten, yeah. uh, specifically Clint Boyer um, hunting down the leader there at the end. Yeah. Uh, possibly had the best car out there, mm-hmm. um, but clean air was king. So He must have been so frustrated that he wasn't able to get a good quality time. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, he must we have been can get into this so right now, upset. but yeah, yeah he... You know, they clogged it on him mm-hmm. and uh, didn't penalize the person that clogged it I on know. him. I so. know. Uh, NASCAR, what are you doing? Yeah, let's talk more about that later, though. Um, yeah. Hendrick, great performance for most of the race. Yeah. Their results maybe don't show it. Um, but three of the four cars were in the top ten for most of the race. Yeah. And and all of them, all three of them led laps. Uh, and the only one that didn't was Bowman, and it's because he went out during Quali 1 and smacked the wall and had to go to a backup. So. Mm. Yeah, which is pretty rough. I guarantee if he was in that original car, I bet that car was wicked fast, and that's why he slammed it in the wall. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Johnson, fifth place overall. Mm -hmm. William Byron, sixth place overall. Chase Elliott, 13th. I mean, that's a solid showing. Yeah, didn't they qualify like one, two, or they were like one, two, four. They were one, two, three, one, two, four. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, very solid stuff. It's cool seeing Jimmy doing well. 
Speaking of starts, great racing on the restarts. Every mm, single restart, mm-hmm. uh, the leader would kind of jump out uh, ahead uh, as they do, you know. But um, and clean air was king, kind of thing. But everyone else, man, they got mired out. Uh, there was like three or four wide racing for at least the first ten laps after restarts, and even after that, there were cars coming and going yeah. at all times. People on different strategies, so obviously that's why cars were coming and going. Uh, but yeah, it was just really lots yeah. of lots of great racing. Yeah, I think that that is really what NASCAR was looking for, and yep. they got it here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. Uh, you know, the one of the guys on Twitter, he does a poll after every single race, um, and he does like, did, was that a good race? Just a simple yes, no. And this was the highest rated Texas race oh, in nice. the six years he's been doing hmm. it. Um, and yeah, it, it makes sense. It was the best Texas race. Yeah. So, uh, or at least the best one I can remember. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Uh, you know, one, one thing, uh, that I noticed during stage one, if you don't mind me going on like kind of a story time thing oh, or that I was a little confused about was like with all this different, these different strategies and everything, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan priest was the only one to try and go the distance after they had that first caution. So they had the first caution, I think lap 14. Um, and then after that, you know, some people came in and some people tried to save fuel and we had, I think, 85 lap segments. So you had to go 71 laps, but your your fuel window was 64 to, you know, 64 to 68-ish, mm, maybe. Yeah. So you only had to save a couple laps of fuel. It wasn't that bad. For that long of a run, to be able to save that much fuel is not that hard, yeah. even without a caution. Um, but he was the only one to try, and he actually ran out of fuel about a half, half a lap short. Oh, so. that's rough. Yeah, no one else even tried. Um, yeah, that's surprising that no one else tried. Yeah, I think um, the one thing that I was noticing was that you're kind of running the cars wide open like we did when we I raced this track. Um, and when you're racing like that, there's not a whole lot of room for you to lift. If you lift, yeah. you lose so much speed because yeah. you know, it's all about momentum now. And I guess it makes sense as well considering how uh, how few cautions there have been this year. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to not try to risk it. Um, yeah. I imagine I, during previous years they would be far more likely to try out those sorts of strategies. But right now you just can't count on a caution at all. Yeah, for sure. There was at one point during the race and I, I don't remember this is the beginning or the end I was drinking. Um, but uh, <laughs> where like I was, I was yelling at you cause I was just like, I, I think it was William Byron or maybe it was Ryan priest. I don't remember. Someone was way up there and like way out in front and they were supposedly saving fuel and they started to show their telemetry of their brake and gas and they were going Hard on the uh, gas, going into the corner, braking. This is turns one and two, braking, then getting right back on the gas again. And I'm like, this person is not saving in the slightest. Yeah. And I'm not a professional NASCAR driver by any means, but I understand how to save gas. And what he needed to be doing was lifting way before getting into the corner because you had to scrub off all that speed anyway. All you'd be doing is scrubbing it off a little early. Yeah. And then trying not to get on the brake. I mean, he'd probably have to get on the brake a little, but hardly at all. Yeah. And then, you know, slowly picking the gas back up to get off the corner. It's like the best way. And he wasn't even he wasn't even attempting it. Yeah, um, that was I was really yeah. frustrated about that. That's kind of weird. It's weird to see, you know, with things like that, it's really weird to see. And it really makes you wonder if there's something that you're missing or mm-hmm. if the driver is just making mistakes. Yeah. 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 Who knows? I mean, if I, you know, when we finally get Ryan Blaney on the show and I say that about mm. his mm-hmm. driving, he's mm-hmm. going to call me a fucking retard and then we mm. all move on. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Mostly just because I want to hang out with Ryan Blaney. Yeah. yeah. We, as as do we all. Yeah. Uh, Man, so he would love a, me. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. This week's episode is sponsored by Ryan Blaney's beautiful hair and how a new guy wants to touch it. Yeah. Well, I'll admit it. Uh, um, speaking of Ryan Blaney, mm-hmm. fastest lap of the race at one point was by your boy, young Ryan Blaney, as Bob Wallace calls him, uh, uh, yep. right before he p- came down pit lane. Interesting time to set fastest lap. Yeah. Right the, before. The tires. Yeah. The tires, I mean, seem to not fall off hardly at all. Yeah. But at the same time, when they were on older tires, they were getting off the gas a little, or they were braking a little bit more in turns one and two. Uh, so there technically was some tire wear. I mean, some guys actually did end up, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Busch, I think, pulled apart his tire. Obviously, Kyle Larson did, and then he smacked the wall. Um, classic. Either that or he's just a terrible driver. Classic right Kyle. The wall. Who knows? At, um, at Texas, yeah. classic Kyle. Yeah, at Texas Classic Kyle. Yeah, he was just trying to restage the the photo that we have of yeah. make a make a better one. Um, but this time his fire wasn't until he got down pit mm. lane. I was telling people he was just trying to make some brisket. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He seems like he'd be uh, a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh also what what else do we see out there? Um uh let's see. 11 car Caught twice uh, for pit lane issues, speeding, yeah. and tire violations. Yeah, well, yeah, he was, uh, I think, both times caught for speeding. But just in terms of pit lane issues, yeah, tire yeah. violations or team members over the wall too soon. All over the damn place, man. I mean, it, but, and, and also, uh, spoilers, the 11 car won. Two pit penalties, two pit lane penalties, and he still won. That's incredible. Yeah. Illuminati, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yes. Also, yes. But either way, yeah. fantastic work by him. I'm really curious, like, how many other times that has happened. Someone getting really, really heavily penal- penalized and then coming back. I mean, it's a 500-mile race, so yeah. you have a they lot of room it. to make that up. But I think they addressed it right after the broadcast or, like, when they were in victory lane or something mm. like that. Um because uh, one of the broadcasters had said, oh, like, I think this is the first time it's ever happened. And then, you know, one of his number crunchers was like, actually, and, you know, pushed up his glasses nerdy style. Yes. It's like, actually, yeah, I'm sir, familiar with that. Uh, you know, pen up in the air. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think uh, Brad Keselowski had done it, but it was at, like, Talladega or something. So. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, one thing stuck out to me that I was so confused about um, so Eric Jones, you know, I picked him kind of in spite of his bad performance for you last week that he yeah. was he was my heart pick and he was leading with the uh, 20 something laps to go and he had a pit. But, you know, he had such a lead over all the guys that had already pit and then he pit and then he's like way behind. Mm. And on in like this is why it was confusing to me is in on like the older or not in, within this package where the tires would wear more, your speeds would be so much slower. If the other guys pit before you, um, like they should come out or by the time you come out of pit lane, they have ran on new tires for so long that they're going to be way in front of you. Right. Yeah. By pitting early, you get a little bit of an advantage. Um, but in this case, it, it, like I didn't see that going to be the case just because of like the r- young Ryan Blaney thing that we were talking about earlier, where, they were still setting lap times that were like close to the beginning of the run, right at the end of the run. Yeah. So I didn't understand like when Eric Jones came out, why he was all the way back in like sixth or seventh or yeah, something like that. I don't know, man. That was so, weird. Maybe he had issues like with the actual pit stop or something. It's that's the only possible. thing I can think of. That would he did rebound. That. He finished. He finished like fourth, I think. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just good work by him. Uh, anything from Xfinity or truck, dude? That truck race. 
Yeah. I watched the final 20 laps or so of it. I'm glad good. that you let me know that I should watch it because that was fantastic. That was so yeah, was, entertaining. Such yeah. close battling. Oh, my yeah. word. Um, for those that, uh, you know, didn't watch the races, Kyle Busch won both. So yeah. no surprises there. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I found interesting, and some, it was just something I saw on Twitter afterwards, mm-hmm. was the top five for your Gander Outdoor Truck Series race at Texas was Kyle Busch winning, Stuart Friesen, Johnny Sauter, Grant Enfinger, and Matt Crafton. Mm-hmm. And you know how people always say, you know, Kyle Busch shouldn't race down there. He should let the young kids, you know, get a chance. Yeah. He was the youngest of that top five. <laughs> 33 yeah. years old. Yep. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, it, and that's and that's always true of truck. Truck is very much like the MLS is in terms of a soccer league where it's like uh, a bunch a of young guys and then some, like, old retired guys from Europe that are just beating up on everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a funny comparison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so not not a whole lot to un- unpack from from those races. You know, my least favorite thing about Kyle Busch winning uh, the truck and Xfinity races in a weekend is that then during the cup race, DW keeps making jokes about brooms a broom. and sweeping yeah. the weekend. Yeah, so, you know, obviously I've, I've ripped pretty hard on DW these past <laughs> couple weeks, and now that news uh-huh. is coming out where he might actually be retiring. Yeah. Um, inclu- including um, a pretty scathing article that came out yesterday um, from I think it was on CNN. It was about you know changing of the times and how DW needs to go and like it was pretty bad. Like it was pretty mean. Um, mm. You know, a lot more mean than I think it should be. Like I'm playful mean with him. Like I I think a lot of the things that he says are dumb, and I don't. But I don't think that he's like costing NASCAR viewership. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, when a guy starts making mistakes, it's the same with, like, Chris Collinsworth and, and whatever the fuck his name is that do the Sunday Night Football. I don't like either of them at all. And I hate when, when they make mistakes, I, like, cringe. Uh-huh. But and, and, like, I feel like they should probably move on from them. But if they're still getting viewership and, they're and you know, guy, there are a number of fans that really like DW just because it feels like home to have him announcing these NASCAR races. Yeah. Uh, you know, then... I, I I I don't know. I would never downplay what the guy has done for the sport as both a racer and as a commentator. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, the, he's like yeah. he's a he's a legend in NASCAR. He is. He's like a yeah. grand. He's the grandfather of NASCAR. You know, oh, well, but Grandpa Jimmy. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, aside <laughs> from old Jim Jam, but you know, just like your grandfather will sometimes say dumb things, you still love yeah. him. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, one way or another, it'll be sad to see uh, DW go. I hope at least, I do hope at least, though, that they have him at least for a boogity, boogity, boogity once once in a while. Oh, they just, like someone else drops it in there? No, bring back DW just for the boogity, boogity, boogity. Oh, yeah. that, All yeah. Right, later, like, boys. Kind of like how, uh, <laughs> what's his name, uh, Cubs game is, still sings the uh, Harry seventh Carey. inning stretch. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> Um, you could just play it, you know. Yeah. Have a hologram DW show up in the middle of the track oh, that the dude, drivers have yes. to avoid. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, cool. Uh, beautiful. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. So, you know, we've kind of recapped this whole week, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're speeding right along. So I think we should speed right into our winer of the week. I agree with you there. Would all you right. like to Who, do the honors of uh, announcing it? You know what? Uh, the only honors that I want to have are saying, here's new guy with winer of the week. Whoa, dang, you really turned that around on me. Um, This winner of the week is an interesting one because we are giving it to both Ryan Newman 
and NASCAR as a whole, as the governing body of NASCAR. So Mm -hmm. Ryan Newman gets it, not because he was necessarily whining, but because he was causing a lot of issues during quali and led to multiple other drivers whining. Uh, For anyone who didn't see it, during quali, he pulled out and then decided to slow down when he was pulling out cuz like right now there's you have staging areas quote unquote which is basically yeah. just lining up in two lines on pit lane and then a middle line in between them is supposed to be open so he pulled out got into that middle line and then saw an open spot in one of the staging lines and saw that no one else was going so he pulled back into that open spot but the back of his car was still blocking the middle area a bit and it caused Clint Boyer to not be able to set a uh, qualifying lap in time. Yeah, if you've ever been in like a big or major city or something, and like been in a, one of those like chicken streets where you can really only go down the middle, imagine this is that delivery driver that pulls his car into what is half of a spot and doesn't care that you mm. can't get past him. That's literally what he did. Yes, um, an excellent ter- analogy. Just terrible, uh, mm. and he should have been penalized. He didn't and- get penalized for it. Yeah, so so should have everyone else. There were a couple weird things that happened in qualifying this week. There was one driver started going forward and then realized people weren't going. He put it in reverse and went back to his spot yeah. in parallel park. <laughs> uh, Joey Logano successfully did what uh, Ryan Newman was trying to do. He pulled out of line and he got into a spot further ahead. Yeah, um, which was interesting. Um, and yeah. and like th- that one, I don't know quite how I feel about it, but I feel like fuck this whole like staging spot down there it's like you know you're sitting in that that you know your car's diagonally facing if you pull out from there you have to go onto the track yes the commentators were saying that uh the the rules you know there was open a little bit to interpretation but at the same time doing that sort of stuff is against the spirit of the rules if not literally against the rules um, and so this brings us to why NASCAR gets joint honors for Winer of the Week, which is that, you know, they're talking on and on about how people are having issues with quality and, oh, we're trying to figure out how to do quality. They made new rules last week about how quality should be run, and they're not enforcing them. They didn't drop a yeah. single penalty for quality. And yeah, exactly. They should have dropped penalties like fucking crazy. Yeah. Kind of like they are for pit lane right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, at the end oh, of the day, if you if, if if you have your qualifying disqualified, it's one week. You learn a damn lesson, you move on. Yeah, there was a there was a penalty. That's such a good point. There was a penalty in pit road this week for an uncontrolled tire where it never left the pit oh, box. Yeah. It was yeah. just that it was more than an arm's length away, and like the wrong pit crew member grabbed it. Yeah, if yeah. you're yeah, gonna it's, penalize that's, that, yeah, if you're gonna penalize previous weeks for pit crew members picking up a friggin' lug nut. So that someone doesn't trip on it and giving a drive through penalty for that. But you're not going to penalize people for pulling out of a staging area and then going back in. Like, mm-hmm. why are you even trying to make group qualifying work if you're not implementing the if you're not enforcing the rules that you implemented to try to make it work? That yeah. The sense. one thing I got to say about uncontrolled tire is like I, it was never that big of a problem before that it needs to be enforced this strongly. Um, I say like yeah. just make a really bad penalty for if they do lose the tire that goes outside the pit uh, the pit box is you have to come in and you lose like you have to set up pit lane for three laps something mm-hmm. really disastrous yeah. like just make it really bad. Do you know um, what I would do if I was in charge of NASCAR? You'd throw tires on the track? No, you don't get that tire anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no more replacements for whichever one you just uh-huh, took off. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, so this is my my final rant on qualifying and something that you know obviously on Twitter but we we engage in some discussions about qualifying um, with some other podcasts actually uh, which is cool yeah. um, and and we're talking about ways to fix qualifying and everyone had such rational answers so I um, acting on behalf of uh, at a podcast big one decided to say fuck it no qualifying flip flip the end of the race uh, last year. And just like let or last week, and just let them go back out there. Interesting. So like, if you if you finished first last week, you get to you get to start first this week. Wait, start first or last? Start first. Oh, I think I said flip. Um, that's that's a different thing. Uh, uh, I don't want to get into that. Okay. 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 So yeah, you yeah, want it to be your whatever finishing your finishing position. order was the week before. Yeah. That's how you come in. And then yeah. like, if there's more cars than forty, which there really haven't been except for Daytona. Um, then, you know, let's figure out a small way to make the teams that aren't going to be locked in to like figure out who's going to be in the race. Yeah. Or fuck it. Just put them all in because honestly, we're not going to get up to the point where we have 60 cars again. So yeah, it's never going to become a problem. I really like group qualifying in theory. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch in formula one, but like in formula one, you still have people getting in each other's way, but it's, it happens on the track. Yeah. Like, for, for instance, during uh, Quali 1 this week, I think Charles Leclerc was making – or, uh, no, it was Landon Norris, who's driving for McLaren, was making a blisteringly fast, like, stupidly fast Quali lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he comes to the final corner, and Roman Grosjean is right in front of him, and he has to get off the gas to dodge this car. And, like, tons of drama. You know, it was really entertaining. You learn from that that uh, – Haas, who Roman Grosjean drives for over there, Haas's mm-hmm. F1 team, their race engineers don't tell their drivers where other cars are on the track. It's so stupid. <laughs> but, you know, it is it is a mistake that happened while they were on the track. Yeah. Which is so different. It is so, so, so different in terms of how entertaining that is and, like, how much you want those mistakes to happen compared to making mistakes because, like, people don't get out of the friggin' pit road. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that they have to do something to – if they do want to stick with group quality, and uh, Kevin Harvick pointed this out, the, the issue right now is that group quality doesn't work because people are able to draft so much. Um, mm-hmm. And so getting behind other people and drafting off of them is how you get on pole. You can have, like, the 15th place car finish up on pole right now. So mm-hmm. I, they, they just need to figure out some way to force all the cars to get out there at the same time. Uh, or they just need to switch back to single car, car quality, I think. You know, the one other thing I'd like to say about qualifying before we wrap up. Well, one, that was a you know mostly a joke uh, uh, suggestion to not, not have them do qualifying. But two, they, they, they say they don't want to go back to single car qualifying because it's not entertaining. And they're trying to put an entertaining package out there on the track. They qualify on a Friday night. Yeah. All right. A lot of the time. And then there's no a lot of the time there's no race after it. Yeah, a lot of times they just qualify and then there's nothing. Yeah, people aren't going to go out just for qualifying. You need to make it right before the Xfinity race or right before the truck race, which this week yeah. it was. Um, but like a lot of weeks it isn't. So so you know you've got to you got to pair it with something else because no one wants to go out there just to watch qualifying. Some people do. All right, I don't mean to disqualify everyone that's going. If we're at the track, we're camping, we're going. Yeah, but like I, no one else is going to drive out to Chicago Land to go out for a Friday night qualifying. So yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, 
Yeah, I think uh, we basically covered the entirety of qualifying there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the first qualifying good is our I've gone on for a while. Our, yeah, yeah. Qual- qualifying is definitely our arrow package this week. So. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Uh, so I think at this point we need to jump into talking about Bristol, baby. Oh, hell yes. I'm so excited for Bristol. I love Bristol. This is one of my favorite tracks. Too. And you've never even been. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Bristol's like one of the best tracks to go to, um, strictly for that reason that we've talked about previously, where, you know, people sometimes don't see all the drama on the track because the TV coverage is just focusing on the leader or sometimes not even what is a real battle, but like Mm -hmm. the driver's getting closer and maybe they'll fight for the lead or something. And But Bristol all over the track, there's constantly passing, you're passing guys laps down, you're constantly trying to use, you know, lap down cars as picks. Uh, you know, in the past bunch of years since they've repaved, it's been a little different because it's uh, the outside lines kind of been the killer way to get around. But last year we did see a bump and run to win it with mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Busch mm-hmm. uh, bumping my boy Kyle Larson out of the way. Yeah, that's why I think that's why it's such a cool track is there are just so many different ways that you can get around it. But also because mm-hmm. it's so small, you have to deal with traffic so much. So there's a lot yeah. of decision making about how you approach corners how you approach overtaking um i mean yeah you can ride the high line all the way through you can diamond mm-hmm. through it to try to get extra speed off the corners yep. you can go low and then high to pull slide a job slide it. job yep. yeah yep. all over the place it's fantastic yeah there's a lot of different ways around uh the you know people will complain about the the way the track is now compared to you know the glory days and i say that with air quotes mm-hmm. um but you know it's it's tough to pass now it's it's not impossible um, and it is still a very, very entertaining track, and I think we're both very excited to go there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to run down some some track facts for the folks. Like I said, we're trying to get better. We're trying to be more informed and give you, the listener, uh, better details about what race is coming up. So um, going into Sunday's race, we've got two 125-lap stages that will bring us to the halfway point, and then uh, 250 extra laps to bring us home. Uh, remember, this is a 500-lap race, not a 500-mile race, just because it takes so long to get around this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're not pulling fast speeds. With the aero package this week, we've got 750 horsepower, no aero ducks. So basically, same as last year's cars, a little bit more trimmed out probably. Uh, going to be gonna be a lot of fun going around this track at the, those kind of speeds with yeah. that high, high banking. Yeah. Uh, we've nuts. got 100, 153,000 people can sit there. Uh, Whoa, or can really? be seated there? Yeah, yeah. Fifty-three thousand. It used to be a lot higher, actually. Dude, that it used is one hundred sixty k, like straight. Wow. Um, which was which was just truly amazing. Yeah, that's um, nuts. We've got up to the banking in the corners is actually like a a variable banking, so it goes from like twenty four to thirty degrees as you move up the track. Hence, why the outside line has started to be king since they prepaid. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, you get get more banking and carry more speed. Yeah. Um, and then you go all the way down to just like nine or like somewhere between five and ten degrees uh on the straightaways so you know you really fall off those bankings into Mm -hmm. the straightaway um kind of short straightaways got it's a concrete racing surface 40 something ish feet wide i think um and then yeah we got the broken up pit lanes here as well so a one one half is you know uh one one half of the cars dry or cars pit lane or and then the other one is the other half I remember when they made that change and like a couple drivers actually made the mistake of under green flag going through both pit lanes because that's how you used to have to do it. Uh, Jeff Gordon uh, did it one time oh, and yeah. it really pissed me off. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, 
think that's is that everything? Did I cover everything? Uh, oh, let's talk about some previous winners. Who who's won here recently? Uh, well, last year we had uh, the eighteen car win in the spring, uh, Kyle Bush, and then uh, in the fall his brother Kirk Bush won. Yeah, Both of those 41. races, though, uh, just as a total heartbreaker for B boy over here, Larson mm-hmm. finished second. Yep. So definitely someone to watch out for this week. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, Overall, though, we've got um, the Bush brothers just basically own this track, uh, mm. not just last year, but overall. Oh, Kyle Bush has seven dang. wins here. Uh, Kurt Bush has six. Wow. The next most is Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, and Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski, who each have two. And then Denny Hamlin has one, and huh. no one else has won here. Just those guys. Interesting. Yeah, only seven drivers. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, Jimmy so finished, of, he finished third here last year. Did he? Okay, yeah. Third. I mean, I think he's. I think he's pretty good here. So yeah, third and ninth. Okay. Mm. So uh, what kind of what kind of stuff are you looking for uh, going into this race? Uh, lots of bumping. Um, yeah. I was reading that they're uh, the oh you know they put down some chemical to increase grip. Yep. Yeah, uh, probably on the bottom side of the track, yeah. so that people will use it. So they, I was, they I was used reading. it at Texas too. Yeah, I was reading that it wasn't a whole lot, especially compared to last year. Uh, mm. So I think we're going to be seeing changing lines over the course of the race for sure. For sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, just, I mean, it's really going to come down to who is really good at managing traffic, I think. That's going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, uh, part a part of it is just, a, like, freeing your car up enough that it can turn. Because mm, uh, mm-hmm. as the run goes on, if you get a little tight, then you can't get past all those lap cars you got to get by. And, yeah, you like you're just like you're saying – you might have a third place or like the best car and you're driving through the field, but as soon as you start hitting that traffic, then you're backing up because you're not getting through the field as well as everyone else is. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think that whoever gets pole is gonna necessarily be super indicative of who's going to win. Because although I will say track position matters a lot here now. So. For yeah, for sure. But I think as well it matters a whole lot that you have a car that can get through the corners mm-hmm. in any lane. Um Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that whoever has a very well balanced and still fast car, they're going to do very well. Yeah, I think that's basically true at every track we go to. So, well, <laughs> I think some, some more, more, than more true here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Thank you. All right, cool. Uh, so <laughs> smart and hurt picks. Yeah, dude, let's freaking go for it. I've been trying to dude. think about it a little bit uh, while we've been building up to this, while also oh, still gotcha. paying attention to what you've been saying. So I don't oh. really have it <laughs> too good right now. Do you have any idea of yours? Um, yeah, I think you went first last week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right? I did. Uh, yeah, good job picking Ryan Blaney, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy! <All> right. <laughs> uh, so my number one, I'm just going to go with Kyle Busch. We've only had one person pick a winner um, yeah, this whole yeah, yeah. season so far, you so might, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch so we can have a second one. Time. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Ooh, I love it. Thank I you. love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. Um, putting these in our sheet so we can keep track of this mm-hmm. crap. Good. Thank you. Um, I don't want to have cool. to go back and re-listen to this to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you ever. Yeah, uh, I, I can't agree. believe our listeners do. Yeah, um, I can't believe you're listening right. to me now. <laughs> uh my heart pick i'm gonna go with my boy kyle larson mr second mm, place that way i can get that one choice. two finish you know yeah we're doing uh it has to be outside the top 10 is that correct outside the top 10 yes hell yeah brother um gz pete sees i'm going to go with uh clint boyer 
That's a good pick. Thank I think you. He's like just barely outside the top ten, right? Uh, he is eleventh. So yes, uh, he is just barely. Yeah, he's been doing All well right. lately. Gotcha, gotcha in there. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Wonderful. Uh, may the best man win, and historically, that's me. Hmm. I am. Uh, dang it. Anything, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Uh, right. Luck. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> let's right. uh, let's jump into some rapid fire. Yeah, guys. man. All right. Cool. Uh, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start us this week. Cool. I don't remember if I did last week. Well, I don't but know. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. All right. So trivia. Who has accumulated the most points over the last six races at Bristol Motor Speedway? My God. My heart wants to... Well, my smart wants to say Kyle Busch, because he's won so much. But I'm going to go with uh, Boochie Choochie, boy oh boy, Kyle Larson. Uh, He's second. Dang in it. fact, he's accumulated the most points in the last three races, last four races, last five races, just not last six. Shoot! That uh, who honor goes to Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Tim Jam! Yeah, it's really interesting. She's a trusted Papa Jimmy. I'm it's okay with second, watch. you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and actually, Kyle Busch isn't even top ten in the last six races. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he like basically either wins or wrecks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about uh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, the last two races is Chase Elliott, surprisingly. Oh, enough, so. interesting. Huh. Yeah, he, even though Kyle Larson finished second in both, he, he must have not gotten all those stage points. Like, oh, Chase weird. Did, so. Yep. Well, that's super weird. Anyway. Well, Chase Elliott yeah. finished 29th in the spring I race. Know. I don't know, man. I'm using this Eight site. This 50, site could be 58. lying to me. I think it's lying to you. It might in be. the past two races? Yeah. All right. Well, we won't say the site's name, so we don't uh, call them out. Yeah, Chase yeah. Elliott definitely got less points than Kyle Larson. Not to shoot you down or anything, but you I'm looking you at these numbers. He, he didn't finish second in both stages or something? Kyle, Kyle Larson got 47 points in the spring race and then uh, 48. So that's almost 100. And then uh, Chase Elliott got 8 points and 50, which is Oh, you know what? Total. It's the 50. Okay, when it says last two races, that means just last race. Uh, so Chase Elliott had the most points last race is what it's saying. Okay. Um, Which is true. Yeah. So Kyle Larson had the best over the last two races. What? Nice. Seems just labeled wrong then. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Uh, I'll go. So of the current top 10 that have not won a race, who would you say is most likely to not win a race all year? So we have Kevin Harvick. Eric Almarola, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, and Kurt Busch. Oh, man, it's so tough. Yeah, tell me about it. I got to challenge you, Boyer. You know, I got to keep you on your toes. Yeah. That, that's what makes us such a great duo is that we push each other to be better. We do. I'm going to say Kurt Busch. Oh, not great yeah. for my smart and heart pick. This week, yeah, I think he, I think he's going to have it. consistent finishes. I mean, yeah. obviously he's been performing like hell, uh, or like really, really well so mm-hmm. far. So, yeah, um, I guess yeah, I could see that. That's I have. That's who I have to say. I just everyone else there, I I could see them winning. Yeah, mine would so. probably be either Martin Truex or Eric Almarola. See, I I see Eric winning actually. Yeah. I think Eric might okay. even be the first one to break through of the Stuart Haas racing guys. Mm. Uh, he's got that Shazam car this week. You never know. Oh, does he? Interesting. Yeah, again, okay. second, second week in a row. Nice. Huh. Uh, cool. 
Uh, all right. Second, my second one is which track do you want to go to most right now at this moment? So, like, if we we could teleport to a track, there was going to be a race tomorrow, just a cup race, and we get to go to it. Which track do you want to go oh, to? Oh, that's tough. Hmm. I would probably choose Bristol. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. you'd, you'd choose Bristol. I mean, it's just a it's a cool racetrack. You're able to see all the action. Mm-hmm. loud yeah uh Let's yeah keep hyping it. yeah yep. yeah uh okay i'll go wait who would you do you choose also bristol uh probably talladega yeah talladega is also great mm-hmm. any of those super speedways just so much fun yeah we're getting we're getting over to talladega here in a couple weeks uh, it'll be it's always my birthday weekend so Ooh. a couple couple weekends very nice mm-hmm. uh all right i'll go uh of the current drivers who do you think is going to retire next Mm. I'm just trying to take a look at the sheet. I've got some ideas. You know, because all the sort of older drivers are still seeming pretty lively and finishing pretty well. Yeah. I've got I've got two that I think are decently likely. You know, I want to say I'm going to say Ryan Newman. Oh yeah, that's one of the ones that I was going to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, who do you got? Uh, mine were either Ryan Newman or uh, Jim Jam, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I also, th- I f- I don't I don't know how old Paul Menard is, but I just just actually, you know, what? he'll probably race till he just decides not to, since yeah, you know, his his daddy sponsors the car. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, he's thirty eight, so I guess he's not that old. Okay, Kevin Harvick's up there too. I mean, even though he's you know yeah points he. Who knows? He could just retire any given year, Carl Edwards. Style, some so. people were, uh, I believe, some people were asking him if he is planning on leaving. What with uh, DW retiring, they were like, "Hey, are you going Ooh. to go and start doing commentary?" And he said, "No, I'm not retiring." Yeah, uh, that would be, would be great because I love his Xfinity coverage. He does yeah. such a good job every it's week. Very good. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, I don't see him retiring just to become an announcer. Yeah. Interestingly, though, in the Dale Jr. podcast this week, uh, or maybe it was last week, um, Rusty Wallace was talking about how when he went to retire, part of the reasoning was just people started asking him, hey, when are you going to you know, stop doing this? And then also ESPN asked him to interview and try out. And because he knew that he could go and do that, that was a big reason why he ended up retiring. So Interesting. It's, huh. it, for some people, that can play a role. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. At least you get to still be close to the sport and honestly like color commentary it was dream career of, of mine at one point so oh, for and now sure. I host a podcast so well, yeah. I mean you basically made it. I swung for the fences and I ended up in a T-ball game. <laughs> all right. All right. So my my final uh, question for you is if all the drivers drove electric cars ooh. which driver would complain about the lack of speed the most? Oh boy. Hmm. Um, geez. Okay. Can I give two answers? Sure. Okay. First one, obvious Kyle Bush. Cause he's going to yep. complain anyway. Yep. Second one though, Austin Dillon, because I feel like he might be the type of guy who just needs to feel the rumble of a motor and oh, sure. the, his eyes could be telling him that he's going fast. He could even have a speedometer in there. That's telling him yep. that he's going fast, but I don't think that he would believe it unless he felt that rumble deep down. 
No, nah, that dude chest. like huffs gasoline before he goes to bed at night. Oh, so if for he doesn't sure. smell gasoline in the car, he doesn't oh, think he's sure. moving. Yeah. Yeah, they would do like you know that uh smell vision they used to have? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna pump gasoline They'd smell. Pump into gasoline the car. smell into the car. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right, your uh your final question. Uh, and play recordings of like a V twelve in his headphones while he was in the car <laughs> just to trick him. Broom. No, it won't even be oh, an actual yeah. V twelve. It'll, be... It'll just be you and I <laughs> in his ear, like broom, broom, <laughs> zoom, zoom. Uh-huh. They would hire someone specifically to do that. Yeah. And no, they'd it'd forget. be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would hire us. It'd be great, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, cool. So uh, my final question here. So for eight, for April Fool's, the 18 car, uh, they said that there was you know, some sort of event that led to him getting fired and off the team. And I think that technically they did remove him from the team for a day or something. You know, classic. They removed Jimmy joke. from the no the eighteen the Kyle Bush. Oh, Kyle Bush. Yeah, yeah. My dad yeah. sent me that. Yep. Um, which driver do you think is most likely to have believed that? Oh, you know, something tells me that uh, William Byron will believe anything, <laughs> anything that's put into print, like anything that's told to him, anything that's put into print, all uh-huh. of the above. Okay, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. I think he's easily the most gullible person. Like Jeez, what about, that what is about you? such a good answer. Um, mine was either going to be, I just, I'm picking on him too much, but mine was either going to be Austin Dillon or Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah, Ricky, yeah, I could I see, could Ricky, see for Ricky for sure. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Ricky, you know, sitting over there in the corner of the bar with his beer, still sad about Danica. Yeah. Bartender would come up, you know, wiping the counter down, spits on the counter and goes, did you hear Kyle got fired? He'd be like, what? Really? How do you think he would react to it? Would he be happy? I think he'd be like, damn, you mean I can get out of Roush? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh-huh. Because the 18 car, uh, Stenhouse drives the 17. So he'd be like, oh, dang, just add one to my car and we're in. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah I think that's how it that works. One and a lot of speed. Yes. So. And driving. Uh, Burned. You know, although I'm out of questions, I had this, like, one little extra fun fact that I didn't get to say earlier about Bristol. Oh, please And I just do. want to make you guess on it. So, okay. Uh, how much did Bristol Motor Speedway cost to build back in 1960? 1960. Cost of the land, cost of the labor, cost of... In $1960? 1960, yeah. Uh, $10 No. <laughs> way off. So far off. Am I way above? You're super far above. Uh, 100000 uh, and you're a little, a little below now. It's six six hundred thousand. Okay, interesting. It's really surprising to me. Although then again, like everything is like hyper, hyper uh, inflated and in cost. At this yeah. Point, so. Wait. So when? What year did that happen? I'll look up an inflation calculator. Nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty. I wouldn't be surprised though if six. the cost of like building the track. This might not. I, I think they they said that they built like minor grandstands with it as well. Oh, what um, the hell. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's only like two million or that's, something. Now. It's five million in today's million? dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy exactly. how cheap that yeah. is. Wow, I knew it couldn't have been a lot. Huh. So yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, cool. good fact. Right. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, yeah, uh, dude, now let's uh, do a quick rundown of the standings. Cool deal. Yeah, I gotta get out of here, B boy. Um, yeah, we were even saying that this might be a short one, but we're closing in on fifty minutes. Well, get your ass in gear. All right, here we go. Coming in first with 310 points is the number 18 car, Kyle Busch. 
Second place, Denny Hamlin with 302. Then Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Eric Almarola in fifth, Brad Keselowski in sixth, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney with 219 points, and then Chase Elliott, 218 in ninth, Kurt Busch in tenth, Clint Boyer, Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Daniel Suarez in 14th, Jimmy Jim Jam Johnson in 15th, and then Eric Jones wrapping us up with our top 16 in 16th place. Yeah. Uh, he also has 173 points, which is 137 off the lead. So we're really starting to see some uh, differentiation in terms of points right now. Yeah, and we, we're seeing a bit of a dif- difference between the 16th place car and the 17th place car. He's got a 13 point lead over Austin Dillon, who's just outside the playoffs now, mm. with Byron, Newman, Bowman sniffing around. P- Paul Menard, uh, you know, for, for running Penske equipment, you're not running Penske times. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Yeah. I think that's good. Uh, I agree. Hold I on. agree. Yeah, I think we did a great job here. We did well by Gary's Dairy. Yes. I think they're going to sponsor us at least. They're going to try to sponsor us at least once more, but we're not going to let them. You know, we're really picky with our sponsors, and we don't want not repeats. Till, yeah, not till the fall race. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Cool. Uh, so I think that's about it for this week. Have you got anything else, Boyer? I've got nothing else. I am I am dry as a cow. E, yes. A cow that has been milked by Gary's Dairy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool. So once again, our Twitter handle is at PodcastBigOne. Uh, if you would like to say words to us, uh, <laughs> hit us up there or on our email address, which is uh, PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you and, uh, get an email and respond to said email. Uh, <laughs> also rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, rate us. Yeah, dude. That that's something. Yeah. That's something that I totally forgot that we need to suggest until I was talking to someone else about doing a podcast oh, or I was listening yeah. to another podcast. Yeah, dude. Apparently if we get rated on iTunes, then we're more likely to show up in searches and we'll oh. get more listeners, which would be cool. Well, hey, yeah, you know, follow us on those other platforms, and yeah. yeah, I guess rate us on iTunes. If that's not asking too much, if it is, you know, tell us to shut up. Yeah, email us and tell us to shut up. That would be a great. I wanna, I'm gonna frame that email if we get it. Same. Yeah. Cool. I'll 3D right. print that email. Frame that. I'll 3D print a frame for it as well. You're getting ridiculous. <laughs> you, need to go, you need to go to bed. I'm making big threats here. Yeah, you are. All right. All right. Yeah, I think that's about it. Cool. Thank uh, you, guys. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.